the Lord rested on creation. Now, a lot of people will say, see that in Genesis. It started yeah, way back in Genesis. But it doesn't actually say the Sabbath. It no. says the Lord rested. Right. He right. didn't require Adam to rest. There was no requirement. And there was no penalty. And you could make an argument, and I would maybe even tend to agree that I think the Israelites should keep the Sabbath. The argument is, are we Gentiles supposed to keep the Sabbath? You're going to say we need to keep the Sabbath. Okay, well, are we going to keep all of them? We would also have to keep the feast. So people want to go back to the Decalogue, right? The Ten Commandments says the Fourth Commandment being uh, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Nine of the Ten Commandments are reiterated in the New Testament. But the fourth is absent. And yet number four is the one that has brought on the most controversy. I'm Chuck Tate, and here at Fellowship of Believers, we encourage families, strengthen marriages, and edify the body of Christ. I'm Larry Grimm. We also promote biblical doctrine in a fun and engaging way. And I'm Sarah. And if it's Christian, we're talking about it. This is the Mike Charleston Show. All right, guys. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Oh, Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just as I was starting here, my, my ear muff is That's not the really... studio audience. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, yeah. So, last week, we were talking about... Chuck's back. Yeah. Back. Welcome Chuck. back. Yeah, Welcome no back. applause Good for that, here, though. Huh? Yeah. But, oh. uh, yeah, Chuck's, oh. Chuck's back. Yeah, there hey. we go. A little late. The, last week, we talked about... SDA, Seventh-day Adventist, and is it a cult and stuff like that? And we got some feedback, and uh, some people were saying how we didn't really give a lot of references. And I'm like, "Mm, I I understand what they're trying to say. This wasn't a dissertation that we were doing, right? So, but this week, I think we'll go a little bit deeper in some of those issues and something that goes beyond Seventh-day Adventist, really. I think this covers a couple groups here, and this is... Sabbath worship? Yeah. Are, we, are we supposed to, as Christians, are we supposed to worship on the Sabbath? Which is a weird way of putting it because I believe we're supposed to worship every day. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I understand what they're trying to say. Is, is Sabbath worship required for the new covenant? And uh, so that's kind of where we want to start. But before that, man, today was not a very good day. Um, and real quick, <laughs> I know this is a, a YouTube channel and you're not supposed to get personal and stuff like that, but people on the podcast can and we used to talk about our personal life. Look, I hadn't gotten haircut in over 20 years. Now, when I say that, like... Wow, you, I was wondering why <laughs> your hair was so long. Huh? Yeah. Like, take uh, it right now. No, I would cut my hair. Sarah would cut my hair. It would just get a little long, and then I'd just shave it. Well, I grew it out a little bit, if you've noticed, and I wanted to kind of keep it a little bit before I lose it all. And, and so <laughs> I went to a place, and in all morning, I was a little nervous. I just, I don't know. I get a little we freaked out. We looked at pictures, more uh, pictures, like, what do we do when we get there? <laughs> yeah, Seriously, I, I it's just, not that hard. It's like going to the airport when you haven't flown in 20 years, huh? (laughs) Well, that happened a couple years ago. So yeah, it's big steps for you. So anyway, it was a challenging day and challenging morning. And we even went to Chick-fil-A, which I cannot stand. But anyway. But the haircut looks good. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I think that's where we want to start off right there is the covenant. I think that's at the heart of all of this is the covenants. There There are many different types of covenants in the Bible, and and a lot of people just assume that every covenant is equal and every covenant is the same, and that the law is eternal, and, you know, all these different teachings that are out there about uh, the, the, the law and, and the Sabbath yeah. and all this, but we have to first start with covenants. Yeah. And so, we realize that there are five different covenants in the, in the Bible, right? And we're only going to talk about three of them, really. Right. Yeah. Um, the uh, so what do we have here? What what's the five covenants? You've got the Noahic covenant, right? Noah, Noah, uh, Abrahamic covenant, Abraham, uh, Mosaic. That's the little things on your tiles. No, that's oh, okay. The Davidic, <laughs> uh, Davidic. Yep, it's a weird way to put David's name. The Davidic yeah. and the Messianic. Yeah, I mean, why is that the Jesusic? But uh, uh, it's the Messianic. So those are the five basic covenants. Now, obviously, there's different covenants within there, you know, like the covenant of marriage and things like that. But there's uh, the the Noah covenant. We're not going to deal with uh, the covenant of Noah. But but the interesting thing about this, we had a big old chart we saw we have here, and there's a duration of all these covenants. There's the sign and symbol of these covenants. Like the Noah covenant, the sign and symbol is the... 
Right. Rainbow. Rainbow. Right. Yeah. The bow. And uh, the Abrahamic covenant is the circumcision. Yeah. And the Mosaic covenant is the Sabbath. Yeah. And the Davidic covenant is the Christ's resurrection and, and, and enthronement. enthronement. Right. I was going to say atonement, but uh, mm-hmm. a messianic one is the the bread and cup, which is maybe debatable. But yeah, I would have said baptism myself, but right. whatever. Well, going back to Abraham, I don't know if this is jumping ahead, but the the circumcision, it was a sign between God and Abraham and his descendants. Right. Yeah. Which was Abraham is a father of the nation of Israel. Right. So that covenant was for a specific group yes, of people. And and the, out of the five covenants, all of them are everlasting, which is kind of interesting. Right. Uh, did I say five of them are everlasting? You did. Yeah. You said yeah. all of them are. No. Out of the five, only yeah. four Tar- are everlasting. And we're going to get into that uh, about the Mosaic covenant that is not everlasting, that, that lasted... Uh, about 400 and some, no, it lasted a good time. It was right, between yeah. Abraham and Moses, uh, right. Moses. That was 435 years or something like right, that. Right. So there, there is a purpose for all these covenants. There is, some are unconditional, some are very conditional. Yeah. And, and so we have to be very aware of the covenants. Now, the, the covenant of Abraham, as we see in Genesis 15, uh, 17 through 18, uh, I, I could t- go ahead and read it, babe. And it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. In the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram saying, unto thy seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates. So that, that is the covenant with Abraham. Right. An and, interesting thing about that covenant, if you read the whole thing, he was to split these carcasses. And in mm-hmm. those days when you made a covenant with somebody, each party would pass between the halves yep, of right. the That's great. carcass. Yeah. During this, Abraham was asleep, mm-hmm. and God was the one who passed through. It was a covenant that God was making with himself right. in regards to Abraham's right. descendants. Yeah. So that's, he handled both sides. Right. Yeah. Right. And this one's still in effect. Right. Yeah. This one's still ongoing and still to be... Uh, Fulfilled, right? You yeah. know, so, uh, but yeah, that that is the covenant with Abraham. Now, then, so Abraham, th- he had a lot of th- things that God commanded him to do specifically for him. Just yep. he, he had a personal relationship, basically, yeah. Yeah. with with God, and so he did things that God told him to do: go here, go do this, and that, and the other. So there was no law, and this is kind of the argument Paul makes in in Romans about. Righteousness without the law. I right. mean, Abraham, right. it, it was all about Abraham. Yeah. And it wasn't about the Mosaic law in that period of time. It was about the righteousness of Abraham and that he obeyed by faith yeah. and not by the works of the law, yeah. which is, a, it, that was Paul's whole argument. And it was a very good argument, actually. So we're kind of breaking this down. We, we Hopefully there's like 10, don't count me on 10. Uh, we have at least like six numbers or something, but some of them, we wanted 10 because 10 is a good number, right? Yeah, that's right. But um, 12 it might be better. But 12 would yeah. be better, but I could give you 12. But it, it, some of these are interchanged with each other, so I don't know how many numbers we're going to have. But what's the first one, babe? Um, the sign of the covenant between God and Israel. So we just kind of talked about that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The sign. So there was no required Sabbath before the Mosaic covenant. So we just talked about the Abrahamic covenant. It was circumcision that was the, the sign. The sign, right. right. N- not Sabbath. The Sabbath, you don't see Sabbath until... Exodus uh, 16. Right, which is right before the law is given, right. and they're doing manna, yep. and the manna. Yep. Yep. And he calls it ahead of time for a Sabbath. But the Lord rested on creation. A lot of people will say, see that in Genesis. It started yeah, way back in Genesis. But it doesn't actually say the Sabbath. No, it doesn't. It says no. the Lord rested. Right. He right. didn't require Adam to rest. He didn't require Eve to rest. He didn't require Cain and Abel to rest. There was no requirement, and there was no penalty. No. Yeah. So far, there was no penalty for... Uh, the rest. So the uh, that's a that's a big difference, you know. Uh, a law without the penalty, uh, no consequence, right? Yeah, you need a consequence yeah. for the law to be in effect here. And uh, so the sign of the covenant between God and Israel, uh, Exodus thirty one sixteen through seventeen. There's going to be a lot of Bible, so apologize. Uh, we're making up for last week, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it says, "Wherefore the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations for a perpetual covenant." 
It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. So it gives the reason why, like God rested him, so he wants his people. Now, he can't make a people do the Sabbath until they become a people. Right. And they weren't a people. He was establishing his people, and he promised Abraham that they were going to be his people. Yeah. Further down the line. Just to tie it together between Abraham and the Mosaic Covenant was the circumcision. Right. In fact, Moses, God required him to circumcise himself and his sons before, if I remember correctly, before going into Egypt. Right. And that was a... And the Israelites themselves... That was reinstituted as part of the law was the eighth day the sons were to be circumcised. Right. So there's a carryover between, and, and I, to me, I think it's tying the Abrahamic covenant with the Mosaic covenant and establishing Israel as God's people. Right. right. So now because they're God's people, they want him to be like him, and they're going to rest on the Sabbath. Right. And and this is a perpetual covenant, uh, this part of it. And, and you can make an argument, and I would maybe even tend to agree that I think the Israelites should keep the Sabbath. Right. Uh, oh, they should. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah. you know, but the, the argument is, are we Gentiles uh, supposed to keep the <laughs> Sabbath? That is the big question. Yeah. And um, I, once again, I'm all for a day of rest. Uh, I'm all for two of them. Uh, Ezekiel <laughs> 20 and 12. What does that say? Moreover, also I gave them my Sabbaths to be a sign between me and them that they might know that I am the Lord that sanctified them. So right here, it tells them it's a sign. Yeah. It is right. a sign, a sign. Yep. between them and me that they might sanctify, set them apart. And Sabbaths. So that's the other part of this is you have a Sabbath. Which is the weekly observance, right? But, right. but there's also Sabbath. Yeah, there's, Sabbaths. there's multiple special, Sabbaths. special days. Yes, which are included. Sometimes call it a high Sabbath. Yeah, exactly. In fact, when Jesus was being crucified, there's so much around that. You know, there's a lot of different theories, and uh, we talked about this one time on a show. I think uh, obviously Good Friday is nonsense. You right, know, yeah. but you know, was he was he crucified on Thursday or Wednesday? And there's a lot of Sabbaths involved, right? right? There's there's a almost back to back to back Sabbaths right there. It's it's a right. very interesting time period when that happens. Okay, what do we have next here? We got a new covenant. So the new covenant. Now we would think that we're in that new covenant, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I hope so. Hope so. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, well, Hebrew, that's what Jesus said at the before he was crucified. You know, new covenant I give unto you. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that would be he's instituting a new covenant. So Hebrews eight eight through ten. I don't know if we want to read the whole. Yeah, probably thing, but not. Go ahead. But okay. he yeah. just says he'll make a new covenant, and that's where he says he'll put the the laws and write it in their hearts. Well, so. that's an well, interesting that's not thing. when he said that. That's, uh, well, yeah. well, it does say, well, yeah. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts. And okay, I, well, that's, that's a quote from Ezekiel. Yeah. Right, and, that's, a, that's again, God's going to deal with Israel. Right. Yeah, because um, it says that he'll make a new covenant with the house of Israel. Israel yeah. Right, right. But right now, we're not under that covenant with the law. We are in a new covenant, a new testament. So Larry has a quick question here. Oh uh, yeah. You know, which Sabbath should we keep? Right. You brought that up. It's the like, if you're gonna say we need to keep the Sabbath, okay, well are we gonna keep all of them? Or which means would imply if you're gonna keep all of them, we would also have to keep the feasts. Right. And the other the holy days and which I, I think some people I don't know about the Seventh day Adventist, but I know other groups they do keep the feasts because right. they're like, Well, yeah, that makes sense. Wait, <laughs> we gotta yeah. do that. Which, gotta... I, by the way, if you're gonna keep a holiday as Christians, I think it would be, be more, more appropriate to keep <laughs> right to keep the <laughs> to Jewish keep feast days because Christianity comes out of right. Judaism. Well, so. but I think people would argue that the reason you keep the Sabbath is because of the commandment. Well, exactly. The Ten Commandments and the Decalogue. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. But again, it's do you just keep the one, the weekly Sabbath, or is it you're going to keep all of them? Right. That's, that's where it, it kind of gets kind of sketchy. But that, that to me, that just shows people don't understand the scriptures because they only associate the Sabbath with the end of the week Sabbath instead of all of them. Well, it's That's, kind of like uh, we were reading somewhere, and like you just can't have it Burger King Sabbath. Have right, it your have way. Have it your way. That's right. It's a very specific <laughs> yeah. thing that God wanted for a Sabbath. Like there was uh, certain requirements you had to do, certain things you couldn't do, and right, exactly. certain ramifications if you did do them. Yeah, like if you death. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When yeah. they were gathering when the manna, 
God says the day before the Sabbath, gather double. Right. Because they weren't supposed to go out and gather food this on the Sabbath. Right. They said there wouldn't be any. Yeah, right. there wasn't be any. So, yeah. So the ones that disobeyed even went out and looked at yeah, find That's right. Right. Well, and that's the, that's the interesting thing was the people that disobeyed, you know, whether they didn't find any or their food molded or rotted or whatever, they didn't die. They didn't. Right. Because they, yeah, if they disobeyed, because the law hadn't yet been but, established. Yeah. And, and so he just said, this is going to be a Sabbath, a day set apart. And uh, they probably were still like, okay, what does that totally mean? But by the time you get to the law, it's going to get very, uh, Leviticus gets very specific yeah, on what all that means. And in fact, you have Leviticus uh, 1631. Well, these are examples of the other holy days, the Sabbath days. It shall Leviticus. be a Sabbath of rest unto you, and you shall afflict your, and ye shall afflict your souls. By a statute forever in Leviticus twenty three three through eight, Joshua like is yes, like he's slow. <laughs> <laughs> right, and these are the other one. The six days you shall work, and you can check it out. It's Leviticus twenty three three through right. eight. This is a showing examples of that. There was more than one Sabbath, right? Mm-hmm. That with the like with the Passover, there was a Sabbath associated with that, and a Holy Week, right? So, all right, so number two, what do we have there, Chuck? It's a shadow. Shadow. So That's your dog, right? It's my yeah, dog, right? <laughs> my dog is a shadow. Uh, in Colossians 2, 16 through 17, so uh, go ahead, babe. Why don't you read that? Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of an holy day or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Okay, we don't have the Galatians version of this, but the Galatians one, uh, we might have it at the bottom somewhere. Uh, in our notes here, but the uh, Colossians might think the way you just read this passage, it might like say, "See, no respecter of like you have to keep the Sabbath day, right. keep the new moons." But in fact, if you read it in context, he's like, "Therefore, no man judge you." In not doing these things, yeah. you know, by by the, almost the opposite, uh, and and Sabbath day is included in there, and holiday or new moon or Sabbath day. So this takes care of all the other special days, right. you know. Yep. So the Sabbath, all the, all the Sabbaths, uh, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. So these are shadows of things to come. What, what do we mean by shadow? It's like a shadow isn't something that's. Qu- quite clear, right? Well, I mean, it's like if you're if you're out at the dark at night and you see a person's image on you know, the shadow of a person in the light, it's just an outline. It's just a right. vague representation of, of what the real thing is that you can't actually see. Right. Christ comes on the scene. It's the real deal. Right. The shadow right. is just pointing to, to Christ. And uh, our rest in Christ. Right. Yeah. Right. So, number three. And we're going over these pretty quickly just because of time, but... Uh, hopefully we can get through all of them. Okay, yeah. so, so number, three. The, number three is the New Testament nowhere commands believers to keep the Sabbath. Yeah, so this is uh, I, I this is where I, I start losing it. You know, I'm like, how do people want to say <laughs> we need to keep the Sabbath yeah. when we're 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 looking at the New Testament where the disciples, the apostles, and all their teachings and all this, and nowhere does it say to keep the yeah, Sabbath. Right. Well, you you got it. Acts 15 where right. they had that council. That would have been a perfect opportunity to say, oh, well, by the way. That would have been- well, that was what they were wrangling about, right? right? Yeah, the exactly. law and should the should the Gentiles keep the law? And so they met and they were like, ah, well, okay, four things, guys, four things. Yeah. Can we can we keep you guys from fornicating, mm-hmm. idolatry, things strangled from for blood and yeah. blood and you know sacrifice yeah. to, things sacrificed to, to idols? Uh, four things. Can yeah. you do that? Yeah, that was and it. they were like, sure, we could do that. Yeah, there's you no- would think that they'd be like, number one, dude, you gotta keep, keep the, the Sabbath. Sabbath. That yeah. is number one. <laughs> yeah. Would have been a prime opportunity. <laughs> number two, right? you gotta <laughs> circumcise yourself. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> but that, you don't see that. No, no. And, and so, to me, that's a, a big thing that's missing in, in fact and and so it's the council uh, the early christians were like they weren't compelled to make the gentiles keep the sabbath so uh that's that's acts 15 28 and 29 yeah if you want to see it yeah did so you did you read that no but you we pretty just much were talking you, about you, it? you yeah. said yeah. all four of them i have a short so. memory you, you want you can read it if you want 
Okay, so for it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things that ye abstain from meat offered to idols and from blood and from things strangled and from fornication from which if ye keep yourselves, ye shall do well. Okay, I think I added idolatry. Oh, okay, meat's offered to meat idols. Offered That's to idols. Yeah. Okay, so and, and so nine of the Ten Commandments. So people want to go back to the Decalogue, right? The Ten Commandments, Ten Commandments. as if that's different than the law. Right. It's it's part of the law. It is. But the, the fourth commandment being uh, remember the Sabbath day and keep it keep holy. Going. Nine of the Ten Commandments are reiterated in the New Testament. But the fourth is absent. This yeah. is fascinating. This is the time of Jesus. So yeah. he's even under the law at the time. And so here we have a chart here. The nine things. So I'm going to go over this real quick. The first one, the worship of the Lord, the Lord your God. Have yeah. no other gods, right? This is a very important one, right? Yeah, that's one. Right, that's it's a big, a big one. one. Yeah. How many times Number is it reiterated? <laughs> no less than 50 times is it reiterated. Think yeah. about that. Yeah. 50 times he, he reiterates that. Have no other gods before yeah. you. Because You know why? Because that's important. Yes, that's <laughs> a big most deal. important. <laughs> so yeah. you would think Sabbath would be on that, right? Number two is idolatry. Another big one, right? Yeah. Make no idols. It's 12 times it was condemned. Three is uh, profanity or using God's name in vain, right. not yep. just profanity, but using God's name in vain, uh, four times. And I'm not saying that the less number of times means it's not important, but, <laughs> right. you know, 50 times. Right. So number four was missing. And then we have honoring parents. The fifth commandment is taught six times. Murder six times, adultery 12 times, theft four times, false witness four times, covetousness nine times. So they're all reiterated a number of times, but one is not. I, I find that like... It's baffling, that, isn't that, it? That, yeah, that sticks out like a sore thumb. It's like, so important that it's, it's not there. Oh, they forgot. <laughs> right, it's so important. <laughs> or you could say it was so important they didn't need to say anything. But well, I would think that, number one was so important that you wouldn't need to say anything, right? Right. But no other yeah, gods. Right. Come on. And so, yet, number four is the one that has brought on the most controversy. The most controversy is the fourth commandment, and yet that was the one that the New Testament does not reiterate at all. Yeah, that, that, and that's my that that's my mic drop moment. Like this is why I don't really think the Sabbath is for New Testament believers because it's it's not even there. So right. yeah. uh, come on, yeah. All right, and well, but we're not over, so okay, keep hanging on. All right, so number four there. Number four is early Christians met on the Lord's Day and others. Yeah, so I'm not going to make a huge deal about this because, you know, they make a big deal, especially Seventh-day Adventists and other cult groups. They say that Constantine... Now, look, when Constantine gets mentioned, you know, I'm, I'm going to blame... I want to blame him for all kinds That's of things. That's right, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, there's Constantine. He is to blame for a lot. Yes. <laughs> But he's not to blame for this. He he did officially change it to Sunday yeah. as part of the national, uh, ho not holiday, national religion. He did kind of actually the chance uh, there was a council that kind of moved these things along. But but Constantine was not the cause. We have as early uh, as uh, the the Bible, you right. know, the yeah. disciples <laughs> meeting uh, on the first of the. Wait. They met day by day, right? You know, yes, so that's right. why I said other days. They met on other days. It wasn't. A specific day. Could they have met on the Sabbath? Sure, they might have. But there, it, it is fascinating that there is at least seven times where they met on the first of the week, the first day. Yeah. And uh, they did different things uh, when they gathered on the first of the day to collect money or something. They, they yeah. collected uh, for the poor in, in Jerusalem. That's that's uh, 1 Corinthians 16, 2. Acts 20, 17, upon the seven. first... Uh, what did I say? 17. Uh, whatever. Uh, you'll find it. Uh, Acts 27... Acts 20, verse, verse 7. seven yeah. And upon the first day of the week when the disciples came together to break bread. So it was the first day of the week. That's not Saturday. That's Sunday. Yeah. You know? yeah. So yeah. they didn't put an emphasis on this. And when, when the John was in the spirit of the Lord's day, the Lord's day is Sunday. Yeah. So I'm like, come on, guys. There, there's not even a reference to them gathering and meeting on the Sabbath. No. So maybe because no. they weren't supposed to do anything, right? But, <laughs> but they, they, I'm not trying to say that we have to 
worship on Sunday. In fact, we used to meet on Saturday out of convenience for a lot of people, uh, and I had no problem. Uh, I could meet on Friday. We actually met on Friday at one point a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, you could meet on Tuesday if you want. You could right. meet on Tuesday. I mean, that would be very weird. It but, would be, but um, I mean, you know, you know but, but we're meeting on Thursday. Well, that's true. So, yeah. you know, yeah. there's there's different days that we can gather. It's not like you you can't worship. Like Ellen G. White was saying that if you worship on Sunday, you're taking the mark. Well, I'm like, dude, I worship every day. Right, yeah. So, you know, we gathered. What, what day does it matter? Uh, Galatians is pretty clear about that. Um, so anyway, the, the the early Christians they met on the Lord's Day. So right. it was. There's no evidence that they set aside the Sabbath as a special day that they met. No. Okay. So number, number five. five. When the New Testament lists sins, Sabbath breaking is not part of. the Okay. List. So now, what we mean by this, and, and this is a fascinating one, you know. So like when we say uh, a list of sins, so like Mark seven twenty one and twenty two. This I don't. I, the context, there's 13 sins listed here. Uh, why don't you go ahead and read that? For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. So what's missing there, and this is, this is a list of sins that are in the Bible. The Sabbath is missing. Now you're like, well, that's coming from out of the heart. Okay, uh, may, fair enough, maybe, right. but let's keep going. Romans one, at the end of chapter one, this list, the whole point of Romans chapter one, two, and three is to convince that we're all under, under sin. sin. Yep. Yeah. So he lists a number of sin and people who do these and people who like approve, you know, if approved people are doing these yeah. are all guilty, right? So <laughs> you would think you're trying to convince that the whole world is under sin. Maybe Sabbath breaking is in, in there. there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see it in this list. Not there. We're not going to read the whole list because it's a yeah. pretty big list. But there's Sabbath breaking is not disobedient to parents is on this list. Yeah. But yeah. Sabbath breaking is not on this list. Yeah. Okay. Then we go on to Galatians uh, five nineteen through twenty one. There's fifteen sins in this list. Uh, now the works of the flesh are manifest. Now he's going to contrast that with the gifts of the spirit. Right. But the the works of the flesh. What are the works of the flesh? Well, here's a whole list of them. Yep. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. That's a hard one. <laughs> That's a hard one. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, yeah it goes on. So fifteen of them. Listed. Yeah, we don't yeah. we don't see Sabbath on there. Once again, so if this is such a big deal, it's such a sin. I don't see it in here. And then one more, we got 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 4. And this one's an interesting one because a lot of these cult groups that want to make sure that we have to keep the Sabbath, it's because they're in the end times and, you know, these perilous times. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and we got to make sure that we, you know, don't take the mark of the beast or we, we you know, all these weird things about right. end times. Yeah. Well, here's an end times passage with 18 sins lift, listed here. Uh, 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 4. What does this say? Says this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. That's a that's a list right there. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like Romans 1, right? It's like, uh, everyone, right? <laughs> yeah, the interesting thing about like Corinthians, Timothy, those are letters to churches. Sure. And, and like Timothy, it was, you could say it was like how to uh, administer a church or sure, to be sure. administrator he was of a, a church, church leader. Right. Right. You would think that that would be the time to say, okay, and by the way, make, make sure. sure you keep the Sabbath. <laughs> right. yeah. Or make even the, sure. when Paul was correcting the Corinthian church. Right. If it was so important, you would think that would be the time to say, oh, and by the way, you guys are not keeping the Sabbath correctly. You need to make sure you keep the Sabbath. Right. It's not there. It's <laughs> Right. It is. <laughs> So but, yeah, so that is um, logic. So, <laughs> so then the, I guess that we have an obvious question here, right? Well, yeah, there's an obvious question here, but there's the other obvious question that's in my mind, which, okay. which we were, which I mentioned to you earlier, and that was the question: Did Jesus keep the Sabbath? Oh yes, okay, that's that's a good question. I personally think Jesus did keep the Sabbath. I mean, right. because and he was I, still I under the law, and he he had to he be was subject to right. right now. He was accused of breaking the law, and that's when he answered them. You know, things like "I'm I'm the Lord of the Sabbath," and I'm trying to find that verse here if we have it. 
Uh, well, so by the see, way, so we see the example of uh, one of the first times is whenever uh, he and his disciples are on their Sabbath day and they're walking through um, the field and they're grabbing grain, right? Here's mm-hmm. some grain and eating it, and they ask him, you know, why do you let your disciples? Take the grain, do the harvesting, and the, and you know, basically they're harvesting and threshing it in their hands and eating it. And Jesus says, you know, he gives an example of David. Whenever David's right. people were hunger, they went into the priest and took the showbread and ate right. the showbread. It took and, the bread, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the showbread. So it's like you know, they're hungry, right? You know, and, and the, another example is whenever um, he heals. You know, yep. he heals on the Sabbath day, mm-hmm. uh, the blind man, or either the man at the the withered arm of the blind man. Yeah, yeah told him yeah. to take up his bed and walk. Oh, that, yeah, that guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But he, yeah. then Jesus asked them the question whenever he asked him, you know, why, why? What are you doing healing on the Sabbath? He says, is it on the Sabbath day, is it right to do good or evil? Right. Yeah. And that to me is Jesus' example of trying to help them understand what a true Sabbath is. Sure. He's not breaking the Sabbath. He's doing good. Well, he's right. the Lord of the Sabbath. He's the Lord another, of the Sabbath. That's right. It's a that is a claim of him being God. Because Absolutely. who True. instituted the Sabbath? Was God. Was God. And who would be Lord of the Sabbath would be God. Right. And, and Mark 2, 27, 28, he says that, you know, he's like, the Sabbath wasn't made for man and not was man. Was made for man. Was made for man and and not man for the Sabbath. This is why Sarah reads. Therefore, the man, <laughs> the son of man is Lord also of the Sabbath. And so that was the, that, that's that passage. Uh, so, yeah, I do think Jesus did keep the Sabbath, you know. I think he went to the, the feast days and right. things like that. Another interesting thing is... Did Jesus go to um, the synagogue every Sabbath? Well, so we were reading, trying to read up like exactly how many times would they have to go to the the, the synagogue. Uh, now, I'm not sure if this is current or back then or what, but it seems like if you're a good Jew, you would go to Sabbath three times a day. Go to synagogue. You would go to synagogue. synagogue. Yeah, you would go to synagogue three times a day, and uh, so that's like twenty-one times a week. So on the Sabbath, yeah, you would you would probably go to Sabbath. Uh, what am I saying? Sabbath synagogue. <laughs> synagogue. And yeah. but you don't uh, see Jesus doing that every Sabbath day. No, no. Yeah, I mean we're not privy of all the the Sabbaths, right. you know, that he but he does on every single Sabbath. But just the the significance of when he heals on the Sabbath or when he does something like that on the Sabbath, that's when it is like so. Right. It, it becomes apparent that the laws that the Jews, the Israels, has set up at, to observe the Sabbath. Because you look at Scripture, it doesn't tell you how to keep the Sabbath, how to keep it holy, how to observe. You tell them, in the Old Testament, they're told to keep the Sabbath. Right. Remember the Sabbath, keep it holy. Told to observe the Sabbath, but they're never told exactly how to do that. It's never really well, there's certain things out. they couldn't do, for well, sure. That was, yeah. You yeah. know that, <laughs> yes. you know, but then yeah. it's like, just think on... God, you know, well, and they, they were told not to do any work, right? Right. And then when one time when Jesus heals, he's, he's and they're asking him, "What are you doing healing this person working on the Sabbath?" And he says, "I do what my father does. Yeah, he's my working. father's always working." Right. right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, again, he's the Lord of the Sabbath. And there were some exceptions, like if Jesus even said, "Which one of you, if you have a, a animal that gets caught in a ditch, wouldn't right. go right. get them on the Sabbath day?" That was allowed. Or if you know your roof. For your grain is leaking and you need to fix it so you don't lose your harvest. Right. right. You could go fix your roof on your barn or whatever. Those were things that were allowed on the Sabbath day. And what if a warring enemy came in and be like, no, nah, we're on Sabbath. Uh, hold on, time out. We yeah, got to wait until tomorrow. Don't you guys right. know what today is? Yeah. <laughs> can you, can well, you hold up? It seems that Jesus kept the Sabbath, but you never hear him telling others to keep it. I mean, Sermon on the Mount, that was a pretty big sermon. You would think at mm-hmm. some point in the sermon, you'd be yeah, like, hey, by the way. Well, you know, and you know. to be fair, you know, he's talking to Jews. That would be like an understood thing, right? But he's mm-hmm. still making a declaration right. of his yeah. kingdom. Right. Yeah. And he doesn't mention keeping Sabbath, and it is very interesting. And you never hear of Gentiles being compelled to keep the Sabbath no. day. Yeah. So it's it's like these things are all pretty clear. And in fact, in Galatians, we, we haven't gotten to that one yet, but Galatians, uh, oh, that was the one that I wanted to go to. Galatians 4, 9, 11 was the one that's kind of like the, the um, Colossians one. Uh, you can look that up some other time on your well, own. Let's ask but, the question first before you go to there, because I think you're going to want the question answered. Is it wrong for Christians to keep the Sabbath? I think so. Yes. Now, right. you know, just a straight up answer. I think there's some nuance to this, but you know, is there ignorance and is there, um, you know, 
like if you just grew up in a church and they called it the, the Christian stuff. So that's the other thing is uh, people today teach that Sunday is now the Sabbath day, right. is the Christian Sabbath. There's nowhere in Scripture that teaches that. No. You no, know, no, it's not. every day it should be... Uh, is the Lord's, and every day we should worship yeah. and, and we should love love and worship Him. If you choose to get together on a, a Monday or a Tuesday, who cares? Yeah. You know, get together. In fact, in Hebrews it says, when you see that day coming, all the more get together. Yeah. And instead of just one particular day, but th- there was a council, and, and Constantine did like officially move uh, this day, and uh, yeah, Constantine, <laughs> Dr. Vader, there moved the the date. And to Sunday and kind of made it the Christian Sabbath. But once again, this isn't Burger King. You can't just say, Mm-mm. I'm going to celebrate it my own way. Right. You right. can't do it that way. Yeah, the Sabbath is a very specific set of rules and set of uh, limitations that what you can and can't do. And you can't just say, well, I'm just I'm going to take Sunday and not work, and that's keeping the Sabbath. Well, there's more than that. You know, we, we would say that we kept the Sabbath, and we yeah. would go to church and we go home and watch football. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm like, what are we talking about? Is that really? Or we would make some other person because we're like, we're going to go out to eat. We're not going to. Oh work. yeah, I I used to always laugh at because I went to Baptist church, in the fundamental Baptist in independent or whatever, and. The way they presented it, working on Sunday was like the unpardonable sin, and but yet they had no problem going to a restaurant where somebody else had to work. On right, their, yeah. <laughs> they're already sinners, so yeah, they, can, those, they, they can they can they're work. working anyway. So. Um, but uh, so yeah, to answer your question, like if if people out of a clear conscience, they're just trying to use terminology, like when people say they tithe, and what they really mean is they're giving. Right, right. they just they want to give, but they they're just they, they they don't know of a I guess they don't know the word give, yeah. but uh, <laughs> well even that it, it's it becomes an obligation right and that's not what right and 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 Sabbath worship so if you want to say I just want to take a day to rest and right. and, and if you and, want to define Sabbath as a day of rest there's nothing no wrong with that, with that. Like, I, I encourage people we get such busy lives right. and to I would encourage more than one day you know but to to sit down and just. Remember the Lord. Now, there's a number of things that we make up. So, right. like, we have ice cream night. And ice cream night came because we were studying the book of Hebrews and how God gave a promise. And God's going to keep his promise. But he promised we, ice cream? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Father never lies. And so, right. I gave a promise to my kids that they're going to have ice cream. And uh, so, I'm the Father in that situation. And I promise. And it's going to come to pass. And do they believe that? And they have a hope now. And that's kind of what Hebrews 11 uh, with Sarah, where she, she believed. Right. And um, so it was it was a good picture. So we came up with ice cream night to kind of remember that. And it's not to keep a law or right, anything yeah. like that. It was just for fun. And and so I think there's times where we could do stuff like that. And if with the Sabbath, it, it, name it something else, but, you know, because it's such a controversial thing. But if you wanted to say, hey, man, we just take a we, – we know a family that – takes Friday night and they do the Shabbat meal and they have a special time where they just, they have a meal time and they, they do certain things that they want to, they want to bless each other and they want to uh, uh, bless the Lord and they, yep. they want to make sure that they realign, you know, and yep. uh, like whatever, man, you know, if, if that's what it takes, then I'm not going to discourage people from worshiping right. the Lord right. exactly. or doing something <laughs> special for them. But the minute you make it as a requirement yeah. and you have to do this or God's not pleased if we don't do this, that's what it becomes a huge issue. Right. It's a requirement and here's the here's the guidelines of how you actually have to keep yes. it. Yes. But yes. what if it's not a requirement? It's just that you see all the benefits and so it's not required, but you'll benefit greatly if you do it. What if you just rest? If you, f- if you follow once all a, the... Yeah. But once again, you don't have... It's, it, it's not Burger King. You can't just no. do it your way. Right. If you're going to do it, you better do it the biblical right. way. Yeah. If and, you're going to claim to be... But here's the problem. The Bible. It, yeah. It's the... The ramifications of breaking the Sabbath in the Old Testament was death. Yeah, yeah, it was a serious. It was a corporate. Right. Yeah. So under the new covenant, is the is the punishment death? People are like, well, well, you know, if you don't break it, it's it's not a big big deal. Is it a big deal? It should be it, right if it's one of God's commands and you're breaking it. There should be 
ramifications. And yeah. now we're under grace, so we kind of oh, want to yeah. mix so, it, yeah, but it doesn't so we can, work like so that. So we're forgiven. So, in fact, so then why judge me if I don't keep it? Right. Because there's grace, there's yeah. forgiveness. And, and and so anyway, but Galatians... Yeah, I was trying to remember, is there scripture somewhere that talks about yeah, that says you shouldn't build a fire? On the yes. Sabbath, yeah. yeah. That yeah. Was so I mean, Exodus, you yeah. live in in nor in the north where it gets down to in the negative or to zero or negative temperatures, and you're not going to light a fire. Well, that's why but, you should move to the south. Well, no, <laughs> they were supposed to have enough wood for the Sabbath day already oh, gathered, so it's already burning, and, and right, you're not supposed to gather, gather, yeah. right. Okay, right. Doesn't you can't okay. light it. So if you had, if you couldn't go out, and, and that was one of the 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 men, the first guys who he was actually. Killed, yeah, because he went out and gathered, gathered wood. wood. Yeah, I mean, he's a dope. Right. Yeah. What, what do you think, it, dude? Yeah, exactly. Don't you know the law of first consequences? So they were supposed <laughs> to get a freeze. Which choice? You know, they were supposed to be lazy. They were supposed to gather everything on the day before the Sabbath, right, yeah. so that it was already there. They didn't have to go work for it. Right. Yeah, but yeah, and if your fire went out, well, that's so Galatians four nine through eleven. So we're talking about that. We don't think you should be. Keeping the Sabbath is the way the law inter- describes it. Well, for yeah, the this one we were talking about with Colossians, and um, you know, it's you can read it, babe, real quick. But now, after that, ye have known God, or rather, are known of God. How turn ye again to the weak and beggarly elements, whereunto ye desire again to be in bondage? Ye observe days and months and times and years. I am afraid of you, lest I have bestowed upon you labor. So in that's vain. the one that was connected with Colossians. Yeah. But the one I really wanted to go to was Galatians three, uh, fifteen through eighteen. And he's like, uh, but why don't you go ahead? I'm going to mess it up. Okay. Brethren, I speak after the manner of men, though it be but a man's covenant, yet if it be confirmed, no man disannulleth or addeth thereto. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. That singular seed. He saith not, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. And this I say that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ, the law which was 430 years after, cannot disannul that it should make the promise of none effect. For if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more of promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. So this is, this is Galatians is a good argument for yeah. freedom from the curse of the law. And the promise was given to Abraham. And Abraham to the law, there was 430 years between Abraham and the law. Yeah. And so the law has a beginning and has an end. And a lot of people say, oh, it's eternal, it's forever, it lasts forever. And no, it had a beginning, which is right here uh, with Moses. That's when it began. And it's going to end with the testator dying, you know, and it's right. Christ. And to start the New Testament, well, the I, I New Covenant. kind of disagree a little bit, but hear me out. Okay. <laughs> in Christ, the, if you're in Christ, you are now dead to the law. Yes. If you are in Israel as a Jew today, you should be keeping the law. Even as a Christian? No. Right. Because if you're a Jew and you are born again, you are now in Christ. I would agree. So therefore, the law would be dead to you. That's what I'm saying. They they should be keeping the law, but it's impossible because they don't have a temple. Well, exactly. But but when Christ came and he died, that covenant was done. And that covenant, by the way, was very... um, uh, what's the word? Uh, it was in our notes here. Um, conditional. Right. Very conditional. If you do this, then I will keep my part. If you keep your part, I will keep my part. And Israel did not keep their part many, many times. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the whole point of the Babylonian captivity and all yes. that. Yeah. They, yes. They got judged um, the other thing I'd say about this is this shows the people that want to go back into the bondage of the law and keeping the Sabbath it shows a lack of understanding on how to rightly divide the scriptures. And usually, especially modern days, they'll go to the book of Matthew or Acts, Hebrews, things like that. Those are not necessarily doctrinally for Christians today. Like Matthew was a book for Jewish people. It was a transition from the old covenant introducing the new covenant. And so, like the Sermon on the Mount you mentioned earlier, well, who's going to go if somebody asks you for your coat? You're going to give them that and more, you know that, or those things aren't necessarily doctrinally for Christians today. That was Christ giving the example of when he sets up his kingdom. But a lot of the like Matthew and, Mark, and when Jesus healed the leper, what did he tell him to do? Go to the 
priests and, and do Shom. all that Moses commanded. Right. Because they were still under the law. The right. If we got healed, law. we wouldn't go to a priest. Right. And, yeah, you know, so. all that. But it, it does show that a lot of the cults, especially, uh, will take a few verses yeah. and proof text them. And they hold these verses up as the end all be all. There's a whole Bible, right. and we have to take it all and figure out what it all means. And sometimes it can be difficult, and, right. and we're trying to rightly divide the Word of God. And as Christians, we're trying to put ourselves back under the law. It doesn't make any sense. Right. you, you got to read the, beaker, book, the, beak, the book of Hebrews, right. book of Galatians. Both those books are very good books, even book of Romans. Um of how the just shall live by faith, right? And it says if you're if you're going to keep the law, if you're guilty of one point, yes, you're guilty of all of it. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what do to, you do with to that? To put ourselves I mean, back under the law does not make any sense. And so, to keep the Sabbath, I know some people will keep in the Sabbath. You say we're works oriented, but you have to do good works. Uh, I'm not arguing that we won't do good works, that that's the fruit of the Spirit. Right, right. You know, the, the works of the flesh are manifest in all these other areas. Yeah. But it's your 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 attitude. How is it coming about? Is it coming from the works of the Spirit, or is it required? And once you're required to do these different things, what's the ramifications if you don't? And then that's the, the, the really the linchpin here is yeah. like, where, where's your confidence in? If you're confident is in keeping the law and the, and the law if, if coming to Christ points you to the law you've got a wrong gospel yeah, if if going to the law points you to the Christ <clears throat> then you've got the right gospel yeah. because that's yeah. what the law does it points you to Christ it's like I can't keep the law uh, I need a savior yeah. you know and, and and Christ said that you search the scriptures uh, now this is going to be my paraphrase here <laughs> but you search the scriptures and, and try to find eternal life in there but they speak of me so the the whole Old Testament that what Christ is saying is all of that all the prophets the law everything speaks of me right. and yeah. I am here I'm right now it's all fulfilled in me and uh, that's where we put our faith it's all about Jesus it's not about the law it's not about keeping right. Sabbath think about that these Sabbatarians they they put the Sabbath ahead of Christ yeah. pretty much yeah. you know now they're they would probably say no but come on man if you if you're, you have groups like the SDAs that are making this the mark of the beast, right. you know? <laughs> Come on. So, that, it's pretty serious. Uh, but anyway, any any final thoughts on the Sabbath? Well, just to review what we said. So, we said that the, the Sabbath was a given by God as a sign right. between his people Israel and himself. It was right. a shadow. Yeah. Um, nowhere in the New Testament are believers commanded to keep the Sabbath. Right. We don't see that. We see that when the early Christians met together, they met on the Lord's Day, which we know is to be the first day of the week. And when we see a list of sins, multiple times we see a list of sins in the New Testament, the Sabbath breaking is never mentioned. Right. So to for us to do to, to set aside a time of rest, to, to have a uh, maybe a family uh, night that we set aside to be able to just refocus ourselves on on God, um, be it a meal together or, or worship or whatever day of the week it is, that, that that's fine. But to keep the Sabbath in our mind, and right. what we see from Scripture would mean going back to the law. Right. And if you're going to go back and keep the Sabbath, you need to keep the whole thing. Absolutely. The Mike Charleston Show. History with Larry. All right, Larry. Okay. So, <laughs> what do we have this week for History Time? All right, it's a little bit different story. Okay, a little bit different. I like that. But, and I did title this. Okay. Kind of what good parenting can lead to. Oh, I'm intrigued already. Yeah. You had me at what? What? Yes. <laughs> So this story is not, it is kind of about what a person. What are you doing? But not, it's more about his parenting style and what it led to. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, and his... Death therapy? Teaching, no, no. Oh, okay. But teaching and leading by example and teaching his kids to persevere through adversity and disappointment. Oh, wow. And it's probably not going in a good direction. Oh, yeah. You'll, okay. You'd be surprised. So... Milton is his name. Oh, Milton this, Bradley? No, not oh, Milton okay. Bradley. I Another was ready Milton. for a game. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> he was an ordained minister in the Church of the United Brethren oh, yeah, in okay. Christ. This okay. is during the mid middle 1800s sure. in the United States. And Milton met and married his wife, Susan, Catherine Co Co Corner, K-O-E-R-N-E-R. -E 
I'm not good with pronunciation. Uh, okay, sure. Phonics is not my thing. Okay. It just doesn't make sense, but... It doesn't make sense. They met at the Brethren Collards in Huntsville, Indiana. Collaridge? Collaridge. Okay. College <laughs> in Huntsville, Indiana. Ah, right around the corner from where I used to grow uh, up. Is it still there? I have no idea. Oh, where is it at? Where you used Huntsville? to grow up? Uh, uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Where I used anyway. to grow up? That's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they got married. They had they had seven children. They had a set of twins. They died early. Yeah, it's kind of tragic. But anyway, Aww. yeah. And then Milton, they moved from Huntsville to Dayton, Ohio, where okay. he became a that's even closer. Yeah, uh, an editor on the uh, church's newspaper. Oh, nice. I started to say website, but this uh, was eighteen hundred yes. yeah. church. And in 1877, he was elected to be a bishop of the church which meant a lot of travel. Now, you might be thinking, well, I didn't think this was about a man, but it you'll see where it's going. But he well, traveled a Milton, lot. right? Well, yeah, he traveled a lot with his job as the bishop for the church. Money! Which man he was... No, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not back then. He was gone, and, you know, it's hard to, even today, to maintain good strong family if you're not there because of traveling. Did, but that is a problem. He managed to do it, but the family did move a lot with his job as well. But he also made his family a priority and to teach his kids and and to make sure they were well taken care of. The church at that time had a tremendous... They were just going through some trouble and a split because modernism was coming in. Oh, yeah. And Milton 1850s, was, yeah. Yeah, he was more on the conservative side. And so there was, it was like a 20-year process going through wow. this whole thing and a lot of stress and stuff. He did not allow his job to affect his family life. He kept a good family. Um, even in spite of this, you know, they, he tried to teach his kids, again, how to endure. But he taught them also to be independent thinkers, to pursue interest, whether intellectual or just whatever they were curious about. He encourage them to follow through with that. Sure. And we're going to see where that leads in a minute. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, uh, the family stayed together, like I said, but his wife died. At a, she got tuberculosis. Is this the parents of Billy the Kid? Uh, no, 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 okay. no. Yeah. <laughs> it was part of his parenting style that really encouraged his kids to pursue that he was a great influence on, especially two of his kids. And... Uh, and that, that, that ability to think and to think outside the box, as we'd say today. Mm. Um, but during his travel, he would oftentimes bring home gifts to the kids. Oh, sure. Yeah. Just, you know, Airport gifts. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, one of those trips, he, he bought a toy that he knew at least two of his kids would be just thrilled about oh, it. Oh, yeah. He's got favorites. Well, no, but it was something that, that they took a, a high interest in, and it had. Let a, me guess. Was it an airplane type thing? They didn't have. Was this? Is this the? Is this the eighteen? Eight, well, this have been like the late eighteen hundreds. Okay, I was. That's, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, no. Anyway, um, you may have never heard of this man, Milton. Milton Wright. But you have heard two of well, his sons. I was getting close. Yes, Orville uh, and Wilbur yes. Wright. I was like, "This is the Wright brothers." The right? toy that he brought home was a helicopter, a toy helicopter. A helicopter. See, it wasn't <laughs> oh, so absurd. Wow. They went on to build. They were they built printing presses. They actually designed and built their I don't own think print. printing presses. Fly. No, but okay. then they went from that to making bicycles. Which yeah. bicycles were actually new okay. at the time. I yeah. guess that's totally random. But hey, right. one day they're printing and they're like, hey, maybe we can ride wheels. What, right. Well, then that led to flying. Flying. Yeah. Well, of course, and that's the next step. Yeah. Because uh, why not? Yeah, but right. So it was his, but uh, one of them, I can't remember which one it was now. Orville. He said his father had a great influence on them and and his encouragement for them to pursue these interests. Nice. It was a great encouragement. And he said if if his fa their father hadn't had that attitude, it probably would have squelched their ingenuity and they and they probably wouldn't have now, let me see let me ask you, you didn't say when the twins died. Were the twins that died, were they um one of the examples in the first flying attempt? <laughs> yeah. No, oh okay. No. <laughs> wow. That's terrible. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yeah, so 
So yeah, you just never know, you know that, and that's I think the problem with our. This is a good example of we get so stuck in like traditional sure. teaching, sure that we don't give kids an opportunity to explore things and to tinker and take things apart. Yeah. And back so together. if you and let your kids explore, they might invent the airplane, right? Or have right. The, right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's the story of Milton Wright. Milton Wright. This is and this his wife has a name. We got to give her some credit too. Susan. Susan Wright. Yeah. Susan. That Catherine. sounds like a very common name. Yeah. yeah. Susan Wright. So, but yeah, you have a dizzying intellect. Absolutely. <laughs> am I right or am I right or am I right? Well, yeah. cool. All right. That was an interesting story. And you think about flight. I mean, it wasn't 1909. I think was their flight on Kitty Hawk. In yeah. Island, Kitty Hawk. That wasn't that long ago. I mean, you know was, why they had to do their flight in Kitty Hawk? Because there's no hills in Indiana. That's right. So yeah, they, <laughs> they had to go somewhere where they could take <laughs> off a hill. Let yeah. me tell you, it's flat in The Indiana. other thing that got them interested in it was an um, engineer. He actually died in a hang gliding accident. Because that was kind of a new sport, that whole concept. But that's actually where they got the concept of the wing. and oh, Not from a bird? Partly, but okay. I mean the the design of the hang glider. Yeah, stuff sure, I get you. I get you. And just that whole concept of the air flowing in the shape of the wing and all that—it's quite stuff a, that we take for granted today. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, That's but crazy. it really was just you know a little over a hundred years ago. I'm still amazed, honestly, yeah. that I look up and I see this air. This is why I don't like flying because I think too much, <laughs> and, and I see that the, the the pressure on a wing and just. Why doesn't it just shear right off and they all crash to their deaths? Yeah, it's amazing. That's what I think about when I'm in a plane. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, the amazing thing is how much that changed the world. They're yeah. one oh, invention. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That, yeah. That, yeah, it's kind of like the iPod. I mean, it just changed the yeah, world. it absolutely did. Yeah. <laughs> I think the airplane changed a little bit more. <laughs> I don't know. I, anyway. But yeah, so, but like I said, the influence of their father yeah. changed That's cool. the world. That is yeah. cool. I've always so, heard their story. Like yeah. I've read books to the kids about them, you know, inventing the airplane, but never knew anything about his da- their dad. Yeah. So, that's yeah. Cool. so ordained cool. minister in the Brethren, United Brethren Church. Sweet. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, thanks, Larry, for the history time for the Wright Brothers. The Mike Charleston Show. Music with Sarah. What song do you like? All right, babe. We got another song on the plate here. We do. Another one by Shane and Shane, right? Yes. This one, actually, I'm not exactly sure when it came out, but it's called Know You As You Are. Is this a kid's song? It's by Shane and Shane and Kingdom Kids. Kingdom Kids. And so I, I think I had seen this album and kind of just bypassed it. I don't know. But recently, um, with some of the kids, we went through it and I found this song and I was like, wow, I love this. Yeah, and it, it's on the, 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 the album is uh, Worship in the World, <laughs> Worship in the Word, Volume 2. Right. So this is their second volume. Yeah. Did you go back in their first volume and see if there was any good ones? I did. And no. I found some other good ones too. But anyway, but this one is my my favorite, I think. And um, anyway, so obviously by the title, you can tell what it's about. Know you as you are. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, I feel like maybe uh, I keep going to this. You know, you want to know more about God, but that is what I want more of. So right. um, anyway, the chorus um, says, I want to know you more than just know about you. I want to know you as you are. I want to see you open the doorway open the doorway of my heart. I want to know you as you are. And anyway, I feel like it's catchy and I like it a whole lot. Maybe it's catchy because we've just been hearing about it uh, the last couple weeks nonstop. Well, that might help. But um, anyway, I just feel like it's a very, when I sing it, it's very true of of what I feel and think. And so um, they start with, I don't want to walk through the motions if I miss the great invitation to know you, God. And mm-hmm. it's like in our Christian walk, it's so easy to just go through the motions, you know, not even our Christian walk, in our marriages and in everything we do in life. In we can podcast? Well, hopefully not. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but you can get to where you're just going through motions and you're just doing the right things and it loses meaning. And it's, you know, it's like we even, we pray, we read our Bibles, we go to yep. church, we we do all the things that we know to do. But at some point we stop and like, okay, wait, time out. What is this really all about? You know, it's like, and so I feel like that's very good to, um, to think about that. I don't, I don't want to check all the boxes living unaware of your presence. And it's like, God is real and God is with us. Checking and, all the boxes. So that's referring to like, okay, I read my Bible. I yeah. prayed. Yeah. I... 
I went to church. Right. I, you know, I tried to be m- kind to somebody today. Right. I tried to, you know, all these things, memorize a verse this week or, you know, whatever it is. Oh, you're a serious Christian. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever it is that's important to you, but, you know, just checking boxes. And it's like, but at the same time, living unaware of the presence of God and that he's dwelling with right. us and he's a part, he wants to be a part of our lives, not just somebody we read about. So that's why it says more than just know about you. It's like, I don't read my Bible just to know about him. It's so that I can know him. Right. Anybody can read the book to get to know about him. Right. But that you could do that about you. You know, so right. I could tell someone about my wife, you know, uh, I could, when I'm at a customer's house and I talk about you, uh, good things. And, oh, right. I, you know, and I say, <laughs> I, you could, they could slowly get to know you by, about you, but mm-hmm. they don't know you until they actually meet you. Right. And then um, the second verse says, I don't want a halfway devotion or another passing emotion. Mm. I want to know you, God. So, um, Halfway devotion. I mean, same kind of thing. It's like you know, I'm devoted, but I'm maybe not all in. You know, sometimes you hear people talk about, "Are you all in?" Well, I think we should be all in. And you know, emotions come, emotions go, and so it's like, is that what we are looking for? Is just an emotional experience? Mm-hmm. You know. And um, anyway, so and then it has a bridge at the end that they just go through, and you can hear the kids singing. It's kind of cool. Right. But um, they go through basically all these things that God is to us: my comfort, counselor, my everlasting Father, my helper, my healer, my constant friend and Savior, my armor, protector, my champion forever, my author, finisher. You hold my faith together, and it's like so. I mean, that's a lot of stuff that he is. And Absolutely. So, anyway, so I just feel like it's a, it's a heart cry song, and it is my prayer. It's like, I want to know him. Is it an anthem song? <laughs> sure. I mean, whatever. Sure. Okay. It's well, a great cool. song. Yeah, go so check, check it out. Shane and Shane, the album is um, Worship, Worship in the, the Word, Word Volume, volume two. 2. And um, it is, uh, like, it's got kids and stuff. I, I, I don't, it doesn't sound like a kid's song, necessarily. No, it doesn't. It's actually really pretty. It has some strings. I don't know what kind of strings, right, but right, anyway, right. it's really pretty. The Mike Charleston Show. Marriage. All right, babe, we are getting close to the end of the book, your book. Uh, we are, this is the next to the last chapter, right? It is. And I don't know if I like the title of this book, uh, the title of this chapter here. Well, the chapter is called Escape Your Marriage. And no, Yikes. that doesn't sound very good. No. But basically, it's a very short chapter. As I was looking, I was like, wow, that's pretty short. But, yeah, um, two pages. Anyway, um, but the idea being that when, when I was growing up, I think I knew of one person whose parents were divorced. And of course, maybe I just lived in a very small bubble. I don't know. But I mm. felt like it wasn't nearly as prevalent as what it is now. And when, that, when I was growing up, I was the kid. <laughs> yeah, well, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. It, but, well, I'm just saying that because it was awkward growing up um, in the church. And uh, my mother had uh, gotten a divorce early on in her life. Yeah. And got remarried to, to the guy I call my dad. and um, But it was always awkward just being the only kid, basically, that was part of a divorced family. So it was very rare, yeah. is basically what we're saying. Yeah. And uh, not so much today. Not so much. And that's kind of what I was in, in this chapter. That's what I'm talking about is that today it seems like we look for any way of escape. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we look for labels and, you know, all sorts of psychological terms and different things. Um, we can we try on, to justify it. Yeah. Right. And, and basically, if you're not happy in your marriage and you're looking for a way of escape, you can find one. Oh, absolutely. So you, yeah. you can join different groups. You can find other people that have, you know, um, similar marriages, similar problems with their husbands or their wives or whatever. And so you can find a way out. But at some point, you have to stop and say, okay, you know, Am I in this because it's right and because God wants, I committed and this is where God wants me to be? Or am I looking for a way out? Because if you're looking, you'll find something. Yeah, absolutely. There's, you know, we always go back to the clauses, but trust me, people just like the law, they can come out with things around it right. and try to get around it and be like, well, you know, doesn't God love me more than marriage, you know, and stuff like that. And uh, they can, you can find an excuse if you really, really want to get out. But are you going to find a, a reason to stay? You know, yeah. are you going to do what God would want and to fight for what is right? And that is to make things right, to make peace. And there's a number of stories, speaking of my parents, they, they had a rough time and it, they could have called it quits. 
and you you talk to them now, it was a rough year, and they decided to try to make it better, and they are so glad now, twenty some years, twenty years in the future, they're happily married, and they're glad they they got back together and worked yeah. it out because uh, if, if they would have gotten divorced back then, it probably would have just caused all kinds of chaos and stuff. And I'm sure. Always it, does. Right. So it, it's you don't see the future in the middle of it. And, no. and so, yeah, we like to throw in the towel and just quit and just be like, it's especially in our society where it's easy just to give up on things. No one is willing to do the hard things. No one is willing to uh, commit to their word. And I think that is an important thing that I gave my word that I was going to take you and and love you and cherish you no matter what. And same, same with you. Right. And we don't take our word very seriously. We just say, well, it, it's I'll, I'll do that. If you do what you're supposed to do yeah. and and we see the problems we have in our society and look, our, our marriage is perfect. No, our guys, you know, losers sometimes Yeah, our women, you know, confused about what what their role is and what they're supposed to do. And, and yeah. uh, is there abuse in, in, in marriages? Sure. But it doesn't just mean you automatically quit and give up. Uh, there, there is things that we should fight for. Absolutely. And I think we actually said more right now than is in the chapter. <laughs> <laughs> but that is basically what it is about. Right. So, yeah. So if you're looking for a way of escape, if things are hard, the place to go is not go to Facebook and go to groups where other women are frustrated with their husbands. The place to go is the Word of God and say, okay, God, I need help. What do I do? Right. So. Jesus is the ultimate helper. Hey, this is Joshua Charleston, the producer of The Mike Charleston Show. Thank you for listening to the show. If you want to follow us, we're on Facebook at Mike Charleston Show and Instagram at underscore Mike Charleston Show. Please support us on Patreon for exclusive content. This episode is over, but if you want more, check out the website at fellowshipofbelievers.org for more information. The Mike Charleston Show has been brought to you by Fellowship Believers.